My name is Julie Turney, and this is HR Sound Off, the show created for HR and business professionals to discuss pertinent HR topics. But ultimately, we will be settling some of the many misconceptions that people have about the human resources profession. Some weeks you will hear from my guests, and other times it will be just you and me in the sound booth. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's sound off. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of HR Sound Off. I am super excited, as always, to bring content to you that sheds positivity, that helps you to recognize as HR professionals, as business professionals, the need to be human in the workplace. And so today I am joined by a very amazing young lady who I met um, about two months ago through a very good friend of mine, Rashita Jones. And Rashita actually messaged me one day and she said to me, listen, Julie, you really need to meet Vivian Aqua. I really feel like you guys have such great energy. You need to bring it together. And when I first met Vivian, from our first conversation until now, we have just gelled in such a way that really inspires me every time I talk to her because she has a very amazing story to share. She has come from a place of such passion and such heart, which is very important to me as an HR professional, as I talk about leading with heart, as I talk about bringing your human to work and showing empathy. I really believe that these things are very important for us as human beings, as professionals working in the workplace in order to bring the best out of people. You know me. I don't introduce anyone. I give them the opportunity to introduce themselves. And so before I start talking about Vivian for this entire podcast, I just want to welcome Vivian Aqua. Welcome to the show, my friend. I'm so happy to have you here. I am. Uh, you introduced me in a very... I, I am flabbergasted. You, I'm getting goosebumps all over because... <laughs> I was, I am a person that really talks from the heart and I'm connecting with people from the heart. And the fact that, you know, the few conversations that we had, that you, that you are introducing me in this way, it really touches my heart. So thank you. Oh, my uh, pleasure. My again, pleasure. I see you oh. as my sister. We still have a, a, a right. cooking commitment to, to, that's, that's to right. taste your that's, food. That's right. Food. That's yeah. right. That's right. So that's, that's all I'm honoring. And also thank <laughs> you to Rashida as well for connecting us because she's Absolutely. an amazing woman. So beautiful um, woman. Mm -hmm. To share something about my story, I just turned 40. I have a son who turned seven today. Mm -hmm. And um, it's so special because the reason why I am mentioning him, my son is Orlando, I'm mentioning him because he's the person that made that shift happen. I used to work as a financial slash IT consultant for about 15 years. But from mm -hmm. the moment that I became pregnant, there were some things happening like pregnancy discrimination, which is a bad thing for yes. managers or people that are harassing or isolating women just because of their pregnant or women who are pregnant in general, know right. that you're not only hurting the victim, mm -hmm. in this case the woman, but mm -hmm. you might jeopardize the health and safety of the baby. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to plug that in as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. I left that toxic environment because um, after the birth of my son, he was about four months old. 
and I looked him in the eye and I have a very good spiritual connection with my son and I could Mm -hmm. you know see a vision whereas he would be worried about my safety yeah whereas he would be thinking about you know what is happening to mom what is she doing and Mm -hmm. I knew that I did not carry my son for nine months and then go through I'm not going to curse because then you have to put the explicit on, but go to, you know, yeah. dot, 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 dot. Yeah. Birth. Yeah. <laughs> Which was, it still is amazing, but it was yeah. a good birth. I feel your pain. I have three, <laughs> so I know, I know. <laughs> and then go back to the BS in the workplace. So yeah. my son is my life coach. He's my savior. He's my everything. And I listen to him. In between the lines, he has reached a point that he, you know, he's challenging. Seven-year-olds yes. are challenging. Yeah. But I read between in between the lines because kids do say the darnest things. And they really I, do. I want to listen to my son. Mm-hmm. So from the moment that my son, I see my son as a guidance. I see my son as sharing his questions. And from the moment that he asked me about my safety because mm-hmm. of because of the recent happenings regarding George Floyd, yeah, I needed to recover from that question. So, I, of course, I held my poker face, but from the inside, my heart was broken because right. that's the last thing yeah. you would expect from a six-year-old, right? Yeah. That's the last thing. So I knew I had to step up. Thank you so much for sharing your story with me. And I really want to thank you for, for trusting me with your story on this show. And the reason why we've come together today is because of that experience that you have mm-hmm. lived, that you've had, yeah. because you, as you said, you're, you were in the financial space, you were in the IT space, mm-hmm. you were in the HR space. Yeah. And my, this show is HR Sound Off, talking about HR professionals and why we need to be more human in the workplace. And the reason why we are having this conversation today is because I wanted to talk about that shift that you made or that you felt the need to make into the DEI space mm-hmm. as a result of your experience in the workplace and what it forced you to do, where it pushed you to go. Yeah. So I know we agreed before we started recording, if things get too heavy, you have a safe word. I do. I have a safe word. You have, this is I, a safe space. I also want to acknowledge you and, and, and also what I'm sh- about to share, it is something that might shock you. So for, if you're listening, if you are uh, maybe triggered, please know that th- I'm going to share something that might need a trigger warning ahead. So yes. um, in my early twenties, I was in an environment, I was working as a, uh, as a, a financial consultant back in the days and I had to deal with a toxic manager and this manager managed to make me think that I was worthless, managed me to think I was not undervalued, but also not, it was not necessary for me to, to be here. It was the way that he spoke to me. It was the environment also that he was creating towards my other coworkers. And I knew that I felt trapped. I really felt trapped. 
So when I wanted to leave, when I wanted to resign, I had my resignation and he, he shared that you can't resign because you have a temporary contract and you have to honor that contract. And for me, it felt like I was trapping, you know, putting myself in a trap, being mm -hmm. caged while I want to leave, and especially when people want to leave, don't make them stay because they can hurt your business in a, in yeah. a huge way. Yeah. They can impact uh, the other co-workers where mm -hmm. they might rebel or where yeah. they might see the same. So yes. if somebody There's an wants addition to of leave, toxicity. if somebody wants to leave, have a conversation about them. Why do you want to leave? What can I do? What is it that you want to leave instead of threatening to make me stay? Because making me stay only turned me into really, you know, soaking in that toxic. I'm, I'm not an angry I did not, I was not an angry black woman, but right. I was angry at myself. I was sad with myself. And I was yeah. just like, okay, if I, if I need to stay here, then I might as well disappear because mm -hmm. I'm not being valued. I'm not being seen. And I was already unhappy in my personal relationship. So that built upon each other. I did something that I'm not proud of, but it almost ended, I almost ended my life and which is a, a hard thing to do mm -hmm. it's because of what i'm doing for my son it's also the reason why i'm sharing this because my parents even don't know my family doesn't even know the only person that knew was the doctor yeah. and my uh my ex at the time right. and i felt too ashamed to talk about it yeah felt too ashamed because how am I going to explain to people that the hardship that I'm facing in the workplace made me devalue myself, mm -hmm. made me see myself in a bad light instead of the light that I am, the lighthouse that I've been told that I am. So mm -hmm. it's hard, but it's because of the, the death of George Floyd. It's because of my son asking me this question. And I took June. June was a very hard month uh -huh. to go through because you're not seeing a, a, a man, somebody else's father or somebody else's son die. Yours, I'm seeing all my nephews, all my brothers, and even my son yeah. laying there. Yeah. And also the pain that I suffered from a while ago and still people don't see you know don't see that this trauma is upon a trauma that has another trauma upon the trauma and it's already opening pandora's box yeah. which a lot of people are trying to keep closed Close. but i needed to I, I need to do something i'm mm -hmm. i'm based here in amsterdam the netherlands we in the netherlands we have our own challenge we have our you know, Black Pete thing going on, which is dismantling because right. of what's happening right now. So I do have to praise that there is some, there is something good happening mm -hmm. throughout this lockdown, which is exposed that a lot of companies or a lot of places, cities are distancing themselves from the Black Pete, the Black face situation. So that right. in itself, it's an applaud again. But right. I thought that here in the Netherlands, because we are afraid of having the race conversation, it's not as similar as they do in the US or right. in the UK. Right. Here in Europe, we we are showing that we are diverse and that we it's better. Yeah. Of course, the climate is better, but you should see below the surface. There's mm -hmm. a lot of ish happening below the surface. So yeah. I needed to do something about that. I needed to speak up. 
because this is not the time for me to uh, be in my shell. And I know I'm asking a lot of myself as the intro ambivert Vivian. Yeah. But I need to do something. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm doing. That's why I'm bearing my soul uh, because I don't want my son to go to what I went through. Absolutely. I, I usually have something to say at this moment. Mm -hmm. um, I am so sorry that you, you had to go through that yeah. and that you had to experience pain mm -hmm. um, to bring you to this point. But I'm also glad that you're still here. Yeah. So am I. I am so glad that you are still here, that you were able to bear a life, mm -hmm. that you are able to reignite that light that you know that you are and come into this space and create such a giving, <laughs> such a giving moment. Like I usually have something more to say. I have, I have that effect on people lately <laughs> that after hearing my story, so do I, that, oh. Oh. oh my God. Um, yeah, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot that I'm, I'm sharing. Yeah. It's a lot to take in, but know that um, I did not succeed, but I know that there are others out there that yeah. it succeed. And I need to do something about that. Yes. I need to do something about that, especially as a mother, as a black person, as a black woman, enough is enough. Yeah. What we see the police doing, it's happening invisibly, but it's happening in the workplaces. Mm -hmm. So I started sharing something about the way I see microaggressions, right? Because I have dealt with the tokenism. I am most of the time, I'm the only black person, only black woman yes. in the workplace. Yes. And then you have to deal with the fact that you have 30 or maybe 40 other colleagues that mm -hmm. are making jokes or don't understand you and yeah. all these little things, even though they are seen like jokes or minor, mm -hmm. they contribute to macroaggression. Yeah. So that's why earlier on I shared, um, I shared, I wrote a tribe article uh, about dismantling racism, five ways to dismantling racism. But to do that, I also needed to share why I see microaggression as a macroaggression. Yes. Imagine yourself being in a room where you have 30 colleagues and they are all individually making jokes or they're doing something inappropriate, which is dehumanizing you as a person. Yes. It's a build upon and it's a build upon. And it's it's like each time that somebody's doing that, it's a killer bee attack. And a killer yes. bee attack is it's not just one bee attacking you. It's just like the whole beehive is attacking you mm -hmm. where it's painful mm -hmm. that eventually you cannot bear it. It's a very heavy situation. Mm -hmm. And I think that through this through this podcast mm -hmm. what you're sharing i hope it helps a lot of people who have experienced what you're experiencing to mm -hmm. heal but i also hope that it helps people who are going through what you have gone through mm -hmm. to recognize that there is there is hope yeah there is a way and in this particular moment vivian mm -hmm. i want to ask you 
what could HR have done better? Hmm. <laughs> to the reason why I'm, I'm making I, that the minute the that you did that, right? that sound because uh -huh. I am a person I did speak up. Yeah. Every time something happened, I did speak up. Right. The only thing is that I did not have I had HR verbally, right. you know, backing me up. Yes. But I did not feel it. Yeah. And sometimes they said it was out of control or it was not in their span or they could not do something about it or it was just a joke. Take it lightly. So mm -hmm. I don't know what to say regarding HR. HR needs to diversify because if the yeah. HR still is existing from the way that the population is right now, as right. in white female yeah. or white male, then I'm, I don't have any hope. Mm -hmm. I don't have any hope at all. My trust in HR, especially when I see um, I see the the demographics when you look into HR, yeah, is losing. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you said that because um, maybe sometime last year, mm -hmm. I was preparing to give a, a a talk on why HR needs to step up and do better, mm -hmm. and when I was looking for descriptions of HR, not definitions, but a description of what mm -hmm. HR looks like or what it should look like, yeah. I came across some stuff on Twitter and on um, the internet on, through Google that kind of made me step back and shook me. Mm -hmm. So one common theme in this description was that HR is a 40-year-old white woman mm -hmm. with three kids. Yeah. That's the common description across when you look at what does HR look like. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not that in itself is a microaggression. Okay. Micro macro aggression. That in itself. That people take the time to write these articles and their personification of, of their description of a persona of someone in HR mm -hmm. is a 40-year-old white woman with kids. Yeah. I am in no way an epitome of that description in mm -hmm. no way as an HR. But I don't see you as an HR. I see you as a people manager but, people person manager i don't see you as hr the hr that i know mm -hmm. it has a ugly connotation yeah. it has an ugly side and yeah. i don't see yeah hr person i see you as a people talent person that's Thank how i you. see and and i describe myself every time as a people champion because i mm -hmm. think yeah. that i i always fight for for my people the best way that I can. And mm -hmm. one thing that I will not do is sit and tolerate things like what you experienced. Like yeah. there's no way as I listen to your story that I would ever think what you experienced was a joke. Mm -hmm. Like there's no way I would think that it was out of my scope to help you. Yeah. But I also know that Sometimes HR comes from a place of fear, um, a fear of not using their voice or feeling like they don't mm -hmm. have a voice, which is why I created HR at Heart. 
And um, I just feel like it's very important for us to have this conversation. It's a flip side of HR Sound Off. And I thank you for, for being a part of this because I want to have these conversations with people who have had very bad employee experiences to let my audience know it's time for us to do better. Definitely. For me, it's also a reason for not to do business with the company, yeah. not to associate myself with the former colleagues that were participating in that. Yeah. Um, I used to have, uh, I have an experience in real estate mm -hmm. and um, that's, <laughs> that domain in itself is very white, very uh, the old male white yeah. privilege is there. Yeah. And there is also a lot of sexism. I cannot say that it's for it's for the majority, but right. just so you know, I work with one of the top 10 right. here in the Netherlands. They show so many isms that to me, my jaw dropped. Wow. And this was being maintained. Mm -hmm. Knowing that a colleague is drunk, a lot of the times, and they are encouraging, not that I say that they're encouraging it, but having every Friday uh, drinks yeah. and not providing, you know, alcohol-free mm -hmm. drinks as well. Mm -hmm. Recording each other when somebody is drunk, stimulating each other to drink from a jar, and a colleague that had so many accidents that they even told him that he should have a driver, but still... He drove during his, during his, his, Drunk and uh, yeah. Wow. And they made fun of it because he left the company and they made fun of it. And that's how I, I gotten to know what, you know, I knew about his drunkenship. And I also saw that when he was in the office, yeah, you could smell that he was drunk, but nobody said wow. anything. And I was just like this in itself, you're not only hurting the person, Mm -hmm. but you are jeopardizing somebody else's life. Like, somebody else might lose their family because yeah. of that person, person that you are, you know, putting irresponsible. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was like, so to me, I, I left that place. Yeah. I did not fit in. It wasn't me. And I told myself, I need to, bring in more of Viva La Viva. I need to bring in more of humanize the workplace because yeah. this is not the answer that I'm seeking. This is not, this no. is not the time to, to do that. I mean, yeah. there were good, good stuff from the company, but mm -hmm. they showcased the ugliness. Whereas in, I realized that you, otherwise you have to be blonde. You have to be drunk a lot of the time to be included. And yeah, I was just like, no, I don't have time. I don't have time. I have to take care of my son and I have a business to maintain on the side as well. So I don't yeah. have time to do in this foolishness. So no, no, enough. Mm -hmm. So you started your business. You, you, yes. You, your business is called. It's called Viva La Viva Viva. because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm grateful to be alive and also grateful that Orlando, my son, showed me a way that I can speak up, that I yes. can exist and that I can be there and that I am alive. So Viva La Vive, know that even though I'm 40, I don't look at it like, oh, at all, I'm 25. I'm seeing 40 is the new 25. Hey. And, uh, <laughs> hey. and uh, 
I am loving it. I'm loving life. And I just want to have genuine conversations, just like similar to your podcast, Julie, to raise awareness to do better. That's it. That's all I want to do, just to do better. No finger pointing, no name calling, because I I know that it's not only the employers that are uh, that have a stake in this as well. Employees also have a responsibility and I would just want us to come, you know, meet each other in the middle yeah. and, and create that humanized workspace, workplace that we all are longing for. That's mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah. So as a result of creating Viva La Vive, as a result of your life experiences, mm-hmm. you decided to do something huge. You decided to create an event yeah <laughs> and in the middle of covid yeah of lockdown you pivoted mm-hmm. and you have gone virtual with this event can yeah. you tell our audience what this event is when it take when it's going to take place and what it's all about yeah so this event is called amplify dei and i have to to share uh, a small backstory sure um alexis ohanian I hate to say this, but he's first of all the co-founder of Reddit. Okay. And then the husband, because you might know him as the husband of Serena Williams. Serena Williams, yeah. He's, he and Serena has a daughter mm-hmm. and he stepped up. He gave his seat up from Reddit because yeah. of the fact that he wanted to be able to answer his daughter when his daughter was sharing the question, what did you do? Mm-hmm. during this whole Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. So it's it's still giving me goosebumps because that in itself was very pivotal for what I'm about to share right now. And that is, I want to be able to answer to my son. What did you do? Yeah. Even though I'm living in the Netherlands, I'm very tall. I'm six foot something, but I'm uh-huh. one meter 86. So I'm very tall, but... <laughs> the way I, the way that I was treated and the way that I was seen in the workplace made me, made me feel undervalued, made me feel under so many things that yeah. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to use my talents for my own. So I have, I'm a nerd, I'm a nerd, I have a nerdy side and I know yeah. my way with too. So I wanted to use what I know about workplace wellness. I wanted to use what I've, what I've learned from so many expert interviews during right. Let's Humanize the Workplace, mm-hmm. combine my nerd side and create something that we all are longing for because mm-hmm. I saw so many diversity events, but then again, when it comes to diversity, Apparently, the only diversity we know is gender diversity and gender diversity as the white female who is benefiting from this whole diversity game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I wanted to do something about that. So after the, the thing with my son, the question that my son asked me after seeing uh, what Alexis Ohanian did, I think about a, a two days later or so, I dreamt this. I had this vision. I want, I need to create a virtual event. And mm-hmm. the only thing that I know is to ask the people that, that know me because it's warm yeah. that way that know me and ask them, will you join me in this vision? Because I have a really good feeling about this vision, Yeah. but they also have to trust me and to know me and to support this mission. Right. So I first started out with 25 people. 
and then 25 became 50 and then 50 became 70 and I'm just like oh. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason why everybody said yes partially because they know my work let's humanize yes. the workplace but also they know my heart my yes. heart is really genuine and the reason yes, why I'm doing it it has to do with the, my son. I know I, I'm I'm doing my best to do something to create a ripple effect for this generation. Yeah. But I do also have to say that the next generation, our, our children's generation, yeah, they don't need to be bothered with this anymore. No. We don't have to, you know, repeat the the LP because it seems like we are stuck somewhere on the LP and playing that same song over and over and over again. And I would just want to move that needle. So when it comes to diversity, I don't want to focus only on race. I want to focus on as much as we can. So there are 19 categories when it comes right. to diversity uh -huh. and we are not just walking. No, we are not just talking. We are walking, walking. the talk. We are, sharing bite-sized actionable tips yeah. for you to implement it or you to take action on whatever diversity challenge you want to mm -hmm. uh, battle. Uh -huh. I am so excited for this. I, When you approached me about speaking, mm -hmm. I was super excited. I'm very honored to, Thank you. Uh, to participate. And it just happens to clash with something that I've already committed to. I'm so sorry, but I am going to be there when I, as soon as I can, so that I can at least listen and engage. And I figured that um, bringing you on the show would be a great way for us to contribute and get the word out there as to what you are, this event that you're putting on. Um, and I know you refer to it as the Netflix of DEI. Yes. There's yes, nothing it's like better. it. It's better than Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many cliffhangers, but it's better than Netflix because we are not just talking we are definitely giving you Living. practical mm -hmm. steps actionable insights yeah and again i'm bringing the whole world together yes you are and you should be so proud of yourself for that i am i am you know, i am very humble because that's the Ghanaian way right i don't want to take too much where i'm walking beside my shoes this is dutch saying that i'm literally translating but i don't want to be big-headed Mm -hmm. My head is already big and sometimes, you know, getting back, <laughs> getting that many compliments, I just like, okay, I cannot handle it, but my heart is very full. Yes. I've been crying and the, the, the tears that I've been crying were happy tears. The yeah. fact that people are trusting me to lead them in this journey and the feeling of being an inclusive leader, it's amazing. Nothing, it is nothing like so, it. Mm-hmm. I have to do my best yeah. to create that environment so that they feel the energy that I have, that I get yeah. from them, but also have for them so that they can trans, you know, translate that energy into their presentation. Mm -hmm. I want this event to be a yearly event. Yes. Where I will speak ready. next year. That is my commitment, hun. You will. No you matter have what to. happens, I will speak next year. <laughs> you have to. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> because the 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 movement, what it's already creating, it's beyond. Yes. It's beyond. Beyond, beyond. I am so excited for you for this Thank event. You. I thank you for your bravery, your courage, your strength to bring this together and the people who are working beside you. 
I see the diversity in the speakers because you know isn't it isn't it isn't it giving you energy isn't it, it giving is you giving energy me full life like <laughs> you have blessed my whole life girl thank you, you don't even thank know. you but you know it's so wow. funny because as I look at other diversity events like I've seen a lot of them a lot of virtual diversity events and it's so funny like whenever I see somebody host a virtual event or an event on diversity but all the speakers are the same color I have a problem with that Mm-hmm. An event I can't support. No. How are you talking about diversity and there's no diversity in your speaker? Mm-hmm. You know, I I take very big issue with that, and, yeah. I, and I feel like people just really need to do better. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about diversity and you know recognize where the conversation is stemming from, yeah, and then create the speakers, bring the speakers to suit the situation. But tell them, tell them. Don't talk to me about diversity and you don't have this, the re- correct representation in the speakers. Like, come on. That's why a lot of people are, you know, speaking up, calling out. Yes. And I, I mean, I've been used as the token, especially when it comes to HR events or yes. events in general. And I stopped attending because I was used as we're diverse let's make a a photo of you i know i'm very photogenic but i don't want to be used as the 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 lore person to get somebody in there that's the question that that that, and it's sad that we have to ask that question Mm -hmm. but we have to ask that question like whenever i've been asked to speak um for a podcast Mm -hmm. for an event and i recognize i'm the only black person Mm. there and i go are you just picking a box or are you really interested in having me and having this conversation? I, I see that I as, I see why. that as, as a one night stand, you're yeah. just doing a one night stand mm-hmm. of just having a, a person of color or a person with, uh, from a minority background because you feel compelled to do that. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. There's a lot to say, Julie. <laughs> There's a lot to say. Amplify DEI takes mm-hmm. place when? It takes place the 28th till the 30th of September. Okay. And talking to you made me realize I have to do something. Julie doesn't know what I'm about to do, but Hold I'll on. do it anyway. What are we doing? I'm giving away four tickets. <gasps> wow. Day access tickets. Wow. There are two tickets available. One is for 16 days where you can access the content for 16 days, but to be able to implement the content and also to be able to have a conversation, a monthly roundtable conversation, which I'm holding seven mm-hmm. times within one year, for you to be able to ask questions with some of the speakers and some of extra speakers behind the scenes, right. in a selective group with selective members, and just have the conversation with each other so that you feel supported. Yes. It is now, it, there is a VIP all access pass available where if you go now with the early bird, it's 97 euros and you're getting a whole lot of content for a whole year for you to take action, but also to look back, come back and learn, yes. right? Yes. But I'm only giving away the 16 days access for now to really, for those who are really, for those who want to move the needle. Yes. Want to take action. Yes. Awesome. 
I am so excited. Like you can't see me do my happy dance, but I'm here doing my happy <laughs> I'm dance. seeing it. I'm seeing it. A little yes. bobble. I'm so happy, like mm-hmm. that you're in your capacity to give, you're giving even more. Like mm-hmm. that's profound, man. Like I'm I'm leaving it up to you. You can you can think about the quiz or the, the question that they need to answer. It's your podcast, so I'm leaving it up to you. I'm gonna put but, that on my YouTube channel so that it's it's gonna make people go there and subscribe. Like, mm. <laughs> why not? Um, but for sure I will release that competition uh next week. Mm-hmm. So people can win win that prize. But we'll talk about that some more. Thank you so much. You're for welcome. That. I really appreciate it. So you heard it. You heard it here, guys. If you want to win those passes, come check me on YouTube. Vivian and I are going to do something amazing together over there. So with that Amplified DEI, what advice would you give to people who are listening to this podcast right now? As I said, going through what you are, what you have gone through, what advice would you give to people right now? considering what you've lived through? I would, I have two different advices for the different people. So I want to advise HR, be there for the person, really be there. And if you feel like, you know, the rules and regulations within your company, you cannot bend the policies, then support the person maybe to look somewhere else. Because I also feel like HR is not doing that as well. Right. You cannot hold your talent in because when a person doesn't feel valued, doesn't feel engaged, yeah. they bring in another somebody who is the sun within mm-hmm. the company mm-hmm. and also become the storm within a company. Yes. But they will remember what you have done. Yes. And that's why I'm encouraging also those who have to let go of their people during this lockdown please treat them with dignity because they remember what you have done and how you made them feel. Absolutely. I cannot even say that any better. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. The second thing that I have is for the, the people, the talent have hope, really have hope because there is light but you have to find your tribe. You have to find your people and talk, reach out, connect. You can reach out on Twitter. You can reach out on LinkedIn, connect, find your people. Yeah. And once you feel safe enough to stay, stay. Yeah. If it's still unsafe for you to stay, think about what you are doing. Is it worthy for you to stay in a company where it might end up where you might end up with not being yourself anymore Mm -hmm. or is it time for you to fly and find your your dream job or create your dream job elsewhere yeah absolutely thank you Vivian I just I want to say right that listening to you speak in the last couple minutes and talk about your why you're doing the things that you're doing and the fact that you're doing these things for your son just kind of reminds me of like why I do what I do and why mm-hmm. why I chose to be a people champion yeah. because at the end of the day I have three children who are 
one is already in the workforce and holds me accountable as HR, comes to me with his experiences about the things that he's experiencing in the workplace mm. and looks to me for guidance. And I want to be able to answer him in the right way and know yeah. that my children are going to hold me accountable as a representative of the employer mm-hmm. um, for them as employees. Yeah. And uh, I'm actually more determined, especially after this, having this conversation with you today, to be that force, be that champion. And I, I, I thought of so many ways just as we were talking mm-hmm. where I could do better where I've been complicit in situations that I could have done better and I could have used my voice in a better way. Mm-hmm. And so I'm committed to doing that even it's more. Just, so. It's just like Maya Angelou says, right? When you know better, you do better. Do better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you tell these beautiful people listening to this podcast where they can find you on social media, my friend? Because they need to connect with you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you can find me, just look me up, Vivian Aqua, A-C-Q-U-A-H. I'm the only Vivian Aqua in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Viva La Viv NL. On Instagram, I'm less active on Instagram, but it's the yeah. same, Viva La Viv NL. Yeah. But I'm most approachable and reachable on LinkedIn. And Absolutely. from there, you will, you'll be engaged most of the time in a weekly conversation where I'm having heart to heart conversations about humanizing the workplace. And it was an honor a few weeks ago to have you, Julie and Rashida and Gail in one of the best heart to heart conversation when it comes to agile HR. So it's amazing. amazing. It was a really good conversation. I am so basking in it. We both had two very interesting conversations yesterday with two very special people to both Definitely. of us. Gary Definitely. Gary Turner yeah. and Mike Vacanti yeah. on their podcast, Value Through Vulnerability. Um, so you can check out that. I see, I see around the team, right? It's all about human. I'm telling you. But you know what? It's also about the community. Yeah. You touched on that before. And I think we yeah. both spoke about that. And I know I spoke about it yesterday. Um, quite a bit um, but surrounding yourself with the right people yeah. Yeah. who are going to encourage you who are going to push you forward you know what I'm going to share with you right now yeah. um, so two weeks ago we're both part of the humans first club yeah it's all about how we can be more human in the workplace and how we can just be more human in general in life mm-hmm. and, and bring that positive energy to every person we talk to and every person we touch. And um, there are a bunch of us that join this call on Monday morning, 7 a.m. my time, mm-hmm. and, uh, and talk about the importance of being human and bringing your human self into, into yeah. the space, mm-hmm. into the space that we call life. And uh, I was having a conversation in one of the groups that I was in about why I felt like Humans First was fundamental to me helping me come to love i feel i feel feel the same yeah i feel the same and i remember directly after that i received a linkedin message from teresa quinlan Mm -hmm. 
And she said, Julie, what's your mailing address? And I sent her my mailing address. And this morning, the postman came and I got this in the mail. And Teresa sent me a card just talking about how grateful she was for me sharing my space, my words, my heart wow. in that moment. And I, I've never had... I've never experienced that before. I've never had that before. Uh, and it just showed me that being more human, being more vulnerable, as uncomfortable, as, uncomfortable as it is for me as an introvert mm -hmm. in a very big world, um, there are people who appreciate the way that I show up. Yeah. And I, and I say all of that to say, I appreciate the way that you show up, Vivian, every time. Thank you. Whether it's in your show, whether it's in this particular interaction, whether it's just us talking, whether it's, you know, being on a human's first call, I appreciate the way that you show up. I appreciate your intention. I appreciate your tenacity. I appreciate your strength. And as I said, I feel the Vivian, love. as I said, Vivian, I appreciate that you are still here, that yeah. you lived through that experience of pain and turmoil and torture to be here to help us as HR professionals recognize that we need to do better. That bullying in the workplace is not acceptable and we need to support our employees when they tell us that something isn't right. And I, I put it in the way of like, as I said, dealing with my children you know your children, so you know you should know your children, I should say. You should know your children. You should know when they tell you something isn't right, you move to action to yeah. help them, to ease their pain. If you can do that for your children, who are human beings, yes, that you brought into this world by the grace of God, but there are people who were brought into the world the same way, came through the mm -hmm. same process, human beings, yeah going through feelings and when they tell you something isn't right you need to listen you need to explore you need to investigate and then you act accordingly based on your common decency as a human being first and foremost that is the key that is the key we can't dehumanize people People show up in the workplace, people take a job because they have a family to feed, they have a life that they have to live, period. And how we show up as HR professionals matters to people in every way, in every possible way. I hate that you had to go through what you had to go through, Vivian, but I'm glad that out of that all of that darkness, you found light. And now you are taking the time to shed that light for everyone in the world to see. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you again. I'm grateful. I am honored. And as you can see, I'm emotional. <laughs> I know. Do you want to use your safe word? It's okay. No, no, it's not okay. Because this is part of life. This is part of the gratitude that is also part of me. So yep. thank you for being the true people champion that I wish I had in my time. So thank you for showing 
that there is another way to see HR. Absolutely. Because we need that in the world. Thank you. And with that being said, you have survived your time in the sound booth this morning. Thank you for joining us in the sound booth today. I hope that you found this information from this episode useful. You can find me on all social media platforms at I am Julie Turney. That's I am Julie Turney. And you can find this episode or this show on most digital platforms, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Thanks to Anchor FM and Rock Solid Entertainment for helping me to put this content together for you. And I will see you again when we next sound off.